Hey everyone, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast and today we are stripping things back, okay? We are going to teach you guys how to live life to the fullest without being crippled by crap is possibly the nicest way to put it. Um, (laughs) So today we are all about minimalism and how we leverage that inside our lives and business. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer you build passive income on the passive buddies podcast we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom welcome to the passive buddies podcast brandon this is you to a teammate so hit me what got you interested in minimalism so I'm a very frugal person. I'm um, I like more experiences than uh, materialistic things. Um, my wife is more of the materialistic person, where she has to. I mean, she obviously has a work, uh, actual job, and uh, she typically has to show up in uh, nice clothing because she's a executive. Versus me, I'm a um, very relaxed person, very chill. Um, so I typically, the more frugal I can be, the more I can, uh, one, invest in assets that uh, make me more money and make us more money. I mean, that's, I guess, the best way to create multi-generational wealth and being able to more experience life. Uh, it's funny because my wife will buy these handbags that are uh, quite nice um, and then she'll put like she'll drop on accident or someone who will hit it off her chair and it'll fall on the ground and it'll make a little smudge and like now it's ruined like <laughs> i mean not really ruined but like why spend all this money for a little mishap to happen when you could spend a lot less and if it breaks or it makes a little mishap then you can just buy another one that's like way cheaper than what you bought this one fancy purse for. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm big on shopping and, um, really focusing on, I mean, my shirt says lovely. I probably had this shirt for like five years and it looks just fine. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, I typically, yeah, it looks lovely. <laughs> so, um, and like I typically, like when I was a fitness trainer, I had all cut off shirts uh, and I got those because we would go to all the USC games and it was really hot in California during the summertime when people played football. So it was all tank tops, but then I would use those for personal training. And now I still use them today on the podcast. So um, I really just focus on, um, not spending a lot of money on useless stuff. So uh, I typically don't buy like Louis Vuitton purses. I buy um, no purse at all. <laughs> uh, but you know, like if you want to shop more um, kind of just basic stuff, you don't need to spend all this money to make, to impress people you don't really care about. I think that a lot of people try and keep up with the Joneses um, and I think that's not a, uh, a way to really live. What about you? Do you keep up with the Joneses? 
I'd, I'd say no, because as you say, like I think I'm wearing a shirt again that's five years old, shorts that are probably six years old. Like in terms of me myself, then no, like I, I don't really like things that I do sort of spend money on and make sure it's good is like the computer, obviously the stuff that's going to make me money. So I tend to use the stuff like that to invest in. Saying that though, I do have a Q7 on the drive. Um, so oh oh, got it. That's yeah. in your car. Yeah, yeah. So I do have an Audi Q7, which obviously is a really, really nice car and expensive. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's seven seats, and I've got I've got a tribe of kids. My next upgrade is probably a double decker bus. Um, we've got that many kids nowadays. Um, so yeah, apart from like the car, um, and the computer, the computer, everything else is sort of bog standard. Like I shop at the same place all the time, and it's not really branded. Um, so for me, it's like if I spend money on something, it's it's books, it's courses, it's equipment. Um, everything else is just like, no, nah, I'm okay. Kirsty's well, you're always investing in yourself. Yeah, Kirsty's always like, oh, Brian, like buy yourself some new clothes. Nah, I'm okay. And I was like, these yeah. fit just <laughs> fine. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I used to have a BMW. I had a, a nice BMW as a personal trainer. My wife had one. I was like, well, when we first started dating, she had one. And I was like, well, if you have one, I need to get one. And so I was trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? And so uh, I ended up, I was like, why am I spending $500 a month? to go back and forth to the gym. It made no sense to me. Um, obviously, you have a, uh, a lot of kids and a lot of uh, big family versus us. So we don't, I mean, she has, she understands now instead of driving a BMW, she has a nice Ford and um, she's busted it a few times. So it's, um, it needs some work. And if you would have had, if she would have had her BMW, um, she would have been paying a lot more on those repairs. Oh, yeah. We do have a, a nice house. Um, it's now appreciated over probably around a million dollars. And so that's probably our big expense. But that's, I mean, that's a long-term investment for us. Um, the whole second floor is um, not being used at all. We have a theater room. We have my office. We have like four bedrooms, uh, one, two, yeah, four bedrooms, four baths. So we did splurge a little bit on a house, but um, again, it's it's we bought it in a nice area across the street from my in-laws. So uh, that's really my only only real big expense, um, and that's we own. I think we have like sixty percent equity in it already. So it's not a um, it's more of a saving on rent than anything too, because we did put a large down payment. But that gets us into elimination. Um, I mean. A lot of people tend to have all sorts of stuff in their garages. They have millions of clothes. My wife has millions of clothes in the closet. Literally, like, she'll buy a, I don't know. This is not to back my wife at all. (laughs) This is like a part of passion I'm loving this. (laughs) This is like like me versus my wife in... um, she is not the minimal, uh, the frugal, frugal person. And I'm more in, she has a whole closet. The whole closet is of her. And this is a walk-in closet. It's probably like, I don't know, like 12 feet long, maybe more. And it's all of her different clothes from dresses to work clothes to workout clothes. And I have a dresser of clothes that is like three out of the six drawers or just like workout clothes. So um, 
trying to eliminate if you, the less stuff you need to have, you can, uh, you really don't need that much stuff. To be honest, um, I, I was funny, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he said, I, for work as men, you really only need three suits. And those three suits can be interchanged um, multiple times from the different pants to the different um, jacket you wear to the different tie. And so you can definitely eliminate and downsize. Um, you really don't need to, I mean, look at, you look at Steve Jobs, look at um, um, Mark Zuckerberg. They wear like jeans and a dark t-shirt. And it's like the same outfit all the time. Obviously, Steve Jobs is not here anymore, but previously that's all he would wear is because one, it eliminates your kind of your mind stress on figuring out what you want to wear today. If you just kind of just pick the same thing every day and it's routine, that's one less um, kind of thing you need to focus on. That's kind of how I eat food too. As I typically just eat the same thing all the time because then I'm not worried about where we're going for lunch or what I'm going to buy for um, from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It just it makes it more routine and it saves me time and it allows me to focus on other things and it just doesn't take up headspace in my in my head because then I can focus on all the other things that I need to get done versus worrying about, you know, what am I going to wear today? Or does this go with this? Or um, should I have ham versus turkey or whatever it is? So it just makes it really easy to uh, eliminate a lot of the choices in life so that you can just focus on the right choices. I think another thing to eliminate, and this may be a little bit controversial, um, eliminate people. Oh yeah! <laughs> like there's so many people. Like, I lost my phone the other day. No, not, didn't lose my phone. My, my phone broke the other day. Um, and obviously, you feel like your life's going to end when you lose your phone. And I lost all my numbers, etc. And you know what? I was like, well, I'm not going to go run around chasing these numbers. I was like, when they text me, and I was like, I was like, fine. I was like, I've got the number again. And literally, I only spoke to about three different people. I was like, and you've got all these people, your phone's flooded with numbers of people that you spoke to in 1972 and all this crap. And it's like, well, just like the amount of people that I just, I don't feel the need to talk to anymore because obviously there's, it's just a, like, there's no actual mutual benefit. It's just, oh, yeah, I know you. Um, so yeah, I actually, it works out. I only speak to three people regularly um, via, my, <laughs> via my phone. Everyone else could just have been eliminated, didn't need them. Uh-huh. Because yeah. they take up, they take up stresses like obviously, like family stresses, like friend stresses, like negative vibes, like all that crap. You just don't need, like as you say, reducing your that mental headspace, and um, so it allows you for that creativity, that positivity that actually flows in making you money. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome that you said that is um, removing a lot of the negative people or just removing people in general. Because you really don't need a lot of people. Uh, you just need your core group of people. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Uh, so that's a good little quote. Um, obviously four quarters, uh, four people that are high net worth or that bring value in your life versus a hundred different pennies or a hundred different people that really have no value. Um, I mean, we look at, I mean, people throw pennies away all the time. So it's not like you want to have those kind of people in your life. So that, that's a really good one. I like that one. Thanks. <laughs> um, we move on to like investing in experiences. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So I, for me, I typically don't um, 
buy a lot of things. Like I said, I would rather go and travel the world um, and experience different cultures, um, buy different types of food and try it. Um, when we go on vacation, I am very uh, adventurous eater. So I've had a uh, gator, I've had um, lamb, I've had rabbit, I've had all sorts of delicious animals that are cute, um, <laughs> that taste very, very good. And so I like to, I mean, we've been to Dubai, we've been to Tahiti, we've been to Bora Bora. Um, we're going on a 11-day vacation with my mom on uh, in Hawaii. So I'd rather invest in experiences with my wife than um, buying a the next cool thing that comes up on uh, the Amazon wish list. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool because that, that links into what Tim Ferriss said about uh, mini retirements. Like yeah. everybody like focuses on like obviously getting to 70, 60 and then retiring and sitting there going, what do, I, what do I do? What do I do? Whereas obviously if you break into those experiences and have like just switch off for a few weeks, maybe a month, like and go have a mini retirement, obviously throughout your life while you're still young enough and not pinned to the hospital, um, right. like go and experience those things because you're going to enjoy it a lot more as a, a 30, 30 odd year old or rather than a 60 year old who's struggling to walk or it's too hot or you need a nap. Like take these little mini retirements um, throughout your life rather than just obviously at the end. Don't save it all up to the end because you never know what the, your physical state will be. So enjoy them throughout your life and it makes a massive difference because you get to enjoy more and you get to experience more as a as a, a human. Yeah, and you get to experience it with your loved ones at a really I mean, when you're younger, you like your parents aren't always gonna be around. Your friends are getting more busy with kids and all sorts of fun things. So if you can experience experience life, I mean we work it's funny because most people work from twenty to you know sixty and then they say they're gonna or maybe even later than that now. 70 and then they say they're going to retire and they're going to travel the world but who knows if you might even make it that far or if you you know start having hip issues or anything like that where you can't get around as much like i'd rather experience it life with experience life now with my loved ones than um putting it continuously put it off because there's that's what we always do people always say oh always tomorrow or always next week and there might not always be next week. So I think that if you can experience life as much of life as you can in other cultures and just see what the world is about, I think that's really cool because, I mean, there is so much like diversity in this world where um, how you live in the United States is uh, much different in the UK versus in Africa or in um you know Tahiti, so it's it's really cool to be able to experience what kind of other people live in and what their foods are and what their cultures are and um, yeah, all sorts of fun things. And just the people are are really cool. Yeah, that's always a that's always a good one. Actually, as you say, like that experience is is pretty good. Now the the last two from minimalism, mate. Um, obviously, we've got downsized. Now, obviously, you're sat there in a house. You're sat there in a house with four bedrooms. You use one of them. Um, I'm yeah. sat in a five bed house. Um, so, would you recommend we downsize? Um, I mean, it, it depends on your living situation, right? Like, it's fine because 
Uh, I see a lot of people, they will, there's two things that they do. They either buy a bigger house further away, and then they're spending all this money to drive to work every single day. And they end up spending more money in gas than what it would to buy a, a house of a similar size that's close to work. And that it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, as far as someone who has, you know, I think you have said five kids, um, three kids, five, beds. three kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you have five beds, I mean, it depends if there's two children that are girls and you want them to have bunk beds, um, to save the, you know, 200 or $400, um, more a month. I don't know exactly what it costs to rent or live, uh, in the UK, but uh, it just really depends on the age too of the children. Like if they're younger, like under, you know, 10, then sharing a room is probably okay. If they, I mean, do we share a room? We shared a room for a little bit when we we're young kids, but then we got our own rooms when we moved. But it, it really depends on your living situation. Um, and if you are someone who is like living single, then it would make sense to downsize, but it, it really just depends in your living situation. Um, can you move further away and um, not uh, work for, like work at a place that you have to go to and can downsize and, you know, comp- like use the living room as a office versus the office. Um, is your kids going to be all around running around while you're in the uh the living room trying to work versus having your own office. It just really depends on your living situation. Okay. So obviously what you're saying is obviously, like if you don't need the extra space and you're just keeping it there, obviously as a part of like cutting your expenses to pay for better ones, then downsizing is probably recommended. Yeah. I mean, or like, for instance, you could literally downsize your life. So like a lot of people will move from say the UK. I mean, we move, I'll give you a perfect example. We, uh, and this is, I mean, we didn't downsize, but we kind of downsized. We were living in California in uh, Orange County, Southern California, which was the the area we were in were, was probably the most expensive area in the world. Uh, it, like a one bedroom, a two bedroom apartment was about $225 to $2,700 um, for a two bedroom apartment. And so really expensive to live there. And we moved to Texas and we pay, we have now a huge house, 3,500 square feet on a 95, uh, 9,100 square foot lot. And, uh, we have four bedrooms, four baths, uh, zero income tax. And we pay $1,600 $1, each. So $3,200. So for $500 more, we're getting two two extra spare rooms. We're getting a theater room, an office, uh, an extra floor, and we own it. So we didn't need to get that. I mean, we could definitely have got a, uh, but we plan on having kids and blah, 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 blah. Friends come over. So that's a spare bedroom. Um, so, but I mean, we could literally have got a three bedroom or a two bedroom and paid a lot less. People are moving to uh, the Philippines from the United States and they're paying like $300 a month for a two or a three bedroom. So you can literally downsize your cost of living moving to a different place. And you can't, but a lot of people will say like, oh, I can't do that. Like my kids or whatever. Like you literally can. Like we literally moved from California 
2,000 miles away to Texas, which is like a few countries, uh, you know, in the, the, the uh, in Europe. So that you like, you literally can. Um, so not, not you personally, but audience people make excuses <laughs> all the time that they can't, um, they don't make enough money. And I, I, I made this in a post recently, but they say they don't make enough money or they hate the job. So then find a new job. It's not like anyone's having like keeping you handcuffed to the desk. Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy in your marriage, divorce your marriage, like your significant other. Um, like sure. It's going to be painful a little bit, like for the next, you know, you might have kids, you might, it might be painful, but your overall happiness is more important than being in a failed marriage or fix your marriage. Um, if you, if where you're living is too expensive, move. Like people just don't want to put in the little effort that it takes the short-term pain to get long-term happiness. And so if you're able to do those changes and create a better life for you, then why wouldn't you? But I think just people are just too, uh, stuck in their ways and they're not willing to uproot their lives to uh, live a better life. That's right. And as you say, like sometimes the hardest thing or the right thing are the same. Right. And then, so true. Yeah. And then that covers basically that wraps up by cutting expenses, doesn't it? Like obviously, yep. if you move from California, which was like the most expensive place ever, into yeah. Texas, obviously your cost of living's going down, which means everything about your lifestyle is decreased in terms of spend, which means right. you've got more money to obviously put in, in different places. Yeah. So I'll give you another example. My wife, she uh, moved from her job to her new job, and she was really worried about the pay cut because she wasn't making as much money. Um, it was like maybe a 30% decrease in pay. And, but the gas was instead of $4 in California, it was a dollar 90, maybe less, uh, for a gallon. I know it's much more expensive in the UK (laughs) because you guys go by liters and it's about the same price, but it's in liters. So it's a lot more. Um, but, and, but we have like my, which reminds me my going from like paying the, car payment for registration was like $300 a month or $300 to $400 a year for my little Prius. And now it's like $75. So all these costs of living changes uh, really cut expenses. But then she got a promotion and then she got hired at a new company. And now she's making way more than she made in California for what she, um, kind of what she was doing and way more. And it's, not only that, but she has higher bonuses and the cost of living is down and there is zero income tax and she doesn't have student loan debt and, you know, all these things start adding up. And so if you can literally cut all your expenses, move to a cheap area, live frugal, you will have so much more cash flow to use to buy income producing assets to buy back your time. Yeah, 100%. So I think we've literally nailed this one. Um, yeah. Have you got any final thoughts? Um, live as frugal as you can through your, your 20s, through your 30s, so that you can continuously uh, experience life. And you don't really need a lot to live off of. Um, more people are just bad with money and they put themselves in debt versus uh, eliminating all your debts and all your expenses so that you can actually enjoy life. Because I mean, why wait 60 years 
until you can retire when you can retire much sooner 100% okay guys thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode don't forget to like comment and subscribe and we will see you on the next one peace Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys